0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode. I'm your host Javier. So uh, in today's episode, what I want to do is I want to go over some of the most common marketing problems that you can avoid as a facility management company. Uh, And I'm going to give you examples uh, of exactly how I was able to do this um, when I first took on my job um, as the National Director of Business Development um, at CMI Mechanical. So, you're probably asking yourself how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your FF business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. So. There are, I mean, did I put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? There are eight things that you can actually do to help you essentially avoid these common pitfalls, common problems that I see all the time in the marketing world um, as a marketing leader right now um, for a tech company. Uh, but the thing is, is that I was able to be successful in what I did when I was at CMI Mechanical because I embraced some of these common, not common things, but I embraced these uh, these problems and found ways to counteract them essentially. So I'm gonna kind of go through them and I'm gonna give you examples of what I did, how I did it, that sort of stuff, right? So, uh, sorry about that. My wife's, uh, she's decided to print some stuff uh, while I told her I was already recording a podcast. So, um, hold on one second. Uh, so anyways, uh, with that, um, so the first thing is is that uh, that you want to do is you want to be consistent. Uh, it's very important that you are consistent with what you're doing whatever that is, whatever marketing activity that is, you got to be consistent. Uh, it could be posting two to three times per week okay um, and, and so you've got to be consistent uh, with with all of that and essentially what'm I'm, what I'm trying to get to is is that, when you're posting consistently on social media, that's a great thing of consistency. Uh, also, sending out emails consistently on a weekly basis, that's important to do that. Or publishing blogs on a regular basis. These are things that I was doing um, at CMA Mechanical, and this is what we do right now um, at, um, at Rapmade, is that, for instance, like our business page, we actually have it set up to where we post daily. Monday, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Saturday through Sunday. Uh, and we post every single day. Every other um, piece of content is either a video or a, um, or a, uh, or, or a, a that content has just a little bit some something different. Like sometimes the video is like a snippet of one of our customer stories. Sometimes the image is like an example of one of our projects that we did in the past. Um, another time it could be like a customer telling, like, you know, how their business increased because of a wrap. Like, like the things that you could be doing as, as a company, as as an IFM or pro, uh, property management company, is is that you're posting two, three, four, five times per day. I'm sorry, per week. And you're doing this on a regular basis. So like this means that you plan out your content ahead of time, you map out what you're gonna be saying, and then you find the scheduling system to help you publish this content. Same thing with sending out weekly emails. You should be sending out emails once a week, every single week. And if you're wondering, well, that just seems like a little excessive, Javier. Like I don't want my, you know, my people to, to think that I'm going to be annoying them and and and, and quote unquote spamming them. Well, he, here's the thing: if they got onto your list, they're on your list for a reason. Okay, um, to learn more about what you have to offer, um, to hear any kind of things or, or promotions or or you know. Uh, meetings that you might be setting up, or or um, events. <coughs> Excuse me, I just had a sneeze. That was a. I have an allergy issues, uh, and so with that, like what I'm trying to get to is that like you need to get consistent with publishing on a regular basis, and you need to be okay with publishing stuff that um, has to do with 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 whatever you're putting out there, um, but you're you're doing it on a regular basis, like and you're using like, I don't know, a CRM system such as HubSpot or Infusionsoft or something else that allows you to send weekly emails, okay? And so this is something that I was doing on a regular basis where I had created literally, I want to say like 30, 40, maybe even 50 weeks worth of email content of emails going out once a week to our list. And these are things that I would just do on a regular basis. And sometimes they would be pitches and sometimes they would be like, um, information and knowledge—it didn't matter. And then we were also publishing blogs on a regular basis to the point where I would, you know, essentially map some things out, and then we would basically publish, you know, blogs. I would say once or twice, like once a week for sure. Sometimes twice a week, but once a week, and that was allowing us to essentially start establishing ourselves as a more authoritative type commercial HVAC company. We do the same thing at, uh, at RatMe, where like these things that I'm telling you about, about posting, about sending weekly emails and about publishing blogs, we do this consistently. This is not something like that is like we talk about it. Like we, we do this on a regular basis. Like we put budget aside, we put resources aside, we put time aside to do these things. Like it's just a non-negotiable, all right? Second thing to help you avoid any kind of problems and pitfalls is to do the research. Okay, you've got to take the time to actually research. Like, what you don't want to do is you don't want to leverage, example, Chat GPT, and expect that to do it all for you. Be like, well, I'll just have Chat GPT just do this, and then you put some shitty ass prompts in there that just spits out some really dumb stuff that no one cares about. There's no value behind it. Um, there's nothing that is um, that is good or entertaining. There's just nothing behind it. So, do some research. So, if you're going to be publishing. On, on you know on LinkedIn on you know a daily basis or two to three times a week then you need to research on what you're going to be publishing about hey we're going to talk about these three topics and these are the three topics we talk about like you know topic A would be you know about commercial HVAC topic B would be about this and topic C C would be about this and we just say it in 20 different ways or 10 different ways or th- these are the three topics or three areas of expertise that we have but we're going to be talking about different phases about them like what I'm getting to is that you've got to research this, all right? You got to talk to your customers as well too. You got to see what people are talking about whenever they reach you. What their problems are, what their common like you know issues that they're going through. Like, these are things that I did. Okay, you know, I, I essentially started researching the industry and I started looking at like what everyone was doing, and then I was like, you know what? It looks as though most folks are doing this. I'm gonna go the opposite direction. So when we were preparing at CMI Mechanical, when we were preparing to do like our trade show for um that which is which was known as prism at the time but now connects i essentially was doing research on the trade show i was doing research on the companies that were there the people there i was looking at like people on linkedin i did a ton of research to understand how people were actually setting these booths up and what they were doing and then i started thinking like okay how can i set ourselves different to where we at least you know strike a conversation and so these are things that we started doing and it worked out really well um, it allowed us to actually get some great face time with some pro- some prospects and close you know a really big deal as well too. Um, the other part number three, all right, on just essentially some of the most common problems in marketing that I see that 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 I'm, I guarantee takes place in facility and property management is uh, ignoring the, the the gurus. Okay. I can't tell you how many gurus would approach me and tell me like well you're doing it all wrong and this is not how we do this in facilities and this is not what goes on in and I'm like you got to be fucking kidding me guys like like so what I started doing is is like I I ignored the gurus that essentially thought that they knew they were talking about like, like the talking heads if you will and then I started listening to the customers. I started listening to what their problems were. I started listening to other people of like, hey, this is how we solve their problems on these things. And this is what we commonly see. Or like as an industry or, or, or like, you know, as, as a company, we've been doing this and this is what it's resulted in. And I would sit there and be like, huh, interesting. So instead of me like sitting here and listening to the gurus and all the other, you know, you know, stuff, What I started doing is I I started kind of like listening to the ones that actually made sense to the customers, the the, the ones, the problems that they were facing. And so I avoided this um, because I knew that if I follow what everyone else was doing, I would be producing the same type of content and the same kind of bullshit, you know, nonsense stuff that no one cared about, and look like everyone else. Our website wouldn't be ranked high. Uh, our leads wouldn't be coming in with you know a bunch of you know great opportunities like this stuff would have hurt us big time you know we would have done horrible at the conference for the, for the trade show we we wouldn't have been able to close some big accounts like that's what I'm trying to say so ignoring gurus is is something that like I can't stress this enough so you might be saying well why should I listen to you Javier well here's the thing I've actually done it okay. In the facility world, I've done it in the tech world, and I've also done it in the B two C world. So I've done it in essentially all different phases. I just ha- I haven't done it in just one place. So just kind of keep these things in mind. Like I've proven that my strategies work in B two C. All right, that was one of my first companies that I launched, and I and I essentially like like it's 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 all there. It's like essentially documented. To listen to you know I don't know my previous 100 episodes that I that I've published like that should kind of give you a little like understanding. Uh, the other part is is that I then took these skills and went to the facility management industry working for a company called CMI Mechanical and I applied those B2C skills and I put it into B2B and especially and specifically into facilities. And I did that successfully for nearly two years. And then I essentially like took that same strategy and yeah I manipulated some of the stuff. Like I didn't just take the game plan and like all right this is the playbook and just applied it to each you know each industry. Like you gotta manipulate everything. It's no different from like going from like a coach coaching one team and then also you move to another team and you have a different type of like of team. Like you've got maybe a better quarterback or you maybe have better wide receivers or whatever that is. Where I'm coming from is, is that you got to work with what you got, okay? Number four and avoiding some of the most common problems in marketing is over communicating. You've got to over communicate. I cannot stress this enough, okay? This was how we were able to land Dollar General. Okay, like, and and I'm not saying that just to say this, like, that's exactly how it happened. What essentially happened was, is that I um, had a list of contacts, like everybody else, whenever someone registers for an event, um, for the conference, and I started working that list in different ways. And then eventually, I started calling some of these folks and was told, yeah, we're we're fine, we don't need this. And then eventually I put them into like a sequence of uh, like a drip campaign, if you will. And they were getting a series of emails uh, and uh, DMs and phone calls from me at different stages. And then eventually led to Dollar General giving us a call. Um, the, the VP of facilities there, I forget his name. He's like, hey, have you ever received like, you know, eight of your emails and four of your text messages. And it was just, it was funny. And he's like, you you now have my attention. Well, I'm getting to is that, like I didn't, I didn't, you know, you might be thinking like, well, that's just over, that's, that's, that's overkill. Do you want to land a big account? Like, cause sometimes you gotta, you've gotta be in front of somebody consistently to land that big account. So over communicating, okay, is important. Same thing with, you know, I took the same approach with my team. You know, when I was there, I was over communicating to the team like, Hey, this is what we're going to be doing next. This is what we're going to be doing next. And this is how we're going to do this. And this is why we're going to do it like this, this and this. All right? I do that right now as a CMO at, at, at Ratmate. Is, is that I over communicate to the team, like, hey guys, this next strategy is going to involve these certain things. This is what we're going to be working on next. This is how we're going to be launching this. Like, they all work. Okay. All right. Um, number five is going to be practice my craft. And so, uh, like, here's the thing um, I'm consistently practicing my craft. So, this is one of the reasons why I have a podcast, because here's what I'm doing. I essentially take some things and then I apply strategies and, and then I launch them, okay, uh, in the tech space um, or I, I, or stuff that I've done in the past, but I essentially launch them and I'm like, huh, interesting. Or I'm like looking through LinkedIn and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool strategy, I should try that. And then I'll mold it to fit my business like I can't, you know, follow an exact game plan because that worked for their company and their people and their audience and, and all that. Like I need to do the same thing on my side, but you know, massage it a little bit. But I kept practicing my craft because I was always involved in like reading stuff and seeing what people were saying. You're like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Or just being a part of just the community of marketing. So I'm a part of a B2B marketing community where we talk marketing stuff, okay? Or I listen to podcasts about marketing or I read books about marketing. Like you might be thinking, okay, Javier, this is a little excessive. Like this is all you do? Yeah, pretty much, okay? Because my goal is to become the best marketer. Like I I want to be known as like, dude, that guy's a guru. That guy really knows his stuff. And so you've got to be practicing your craft. So if you're expecting to be doing well, um, you know, as a facility management company or a property management company, like, and, and you don't have a dedicated person focused at marketing, then guess what? You're not gonna be successful. Your company won't be successful. You won't be doing very well. And it's very important that like you've got someone focused on doing this and that they're actually practicing their craft, okay? They're doing things and activities to make themselves better, okay? So keep that in mind. All right, number six is prioritize storytelling. You might be thinking like, okay, here we go. This entire episode so far has been one giant fucking story, okay? Like, think about this. Like, I basically told you some examples about consist being consistent and then doing the research and I gave you some examples about that and then ignoring the gurus and how people are telling me how to market and then over communicating and then practicing like, there's all stories in behind that. So you've got a prior to prioritize on how you tell stories. And you can't just do it like this because a lot of salespeople are great at telling stories one-to-one or one-to-few, but they're horrible at telling those same stories on paper. Okay? In a sales, in a sales letter. Because they don't know how to craft that kind of way of, of writing. And I'm not knocking them, okay? That's why they're in sales. All right they, they weren't you know hired for copywriting they were hired to sell okay so they're 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 gifted in craft and craft and, and, and they're gifted in their craft is in like talking okay that's how sales typically works what i'm getting to is is that if you prioritize on how to tell stories and you learn how that format works because it is very formulaic all right telling a story is very very formulaic essentially what you're doing is like you've got a character, and then that character has a problem, and that problem um, exists because of whatever's going on in, in, in their business or in, in the world. And then that that character meets a guide, and that guide essentially says, you know, hey, this is, you know, you've got to like you know do this in order to be successful. And then that guide calls that person into action. And if that 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 person that character is like, um, does it you know move forward in one direction or the other? Like the, I'm sorry the, the um, I skipped a, a, a spot. So there's a character and then there's like, uh, essential. okay, we're, oh my goodness, I've got so much stuff going on through my head. So what I'm getting to is, is that there's like a seven step formulaic process, okay? So the first thing is, is that number one is like, there's a character, right? It Basically is your customer, all right? And then that customer has a problem, all right? And so that, that problem is could be like they can't get their facility taken care of, right? So that's that's the second step. That customer then meets like a guide, which is your company, all right? They're like, hey, I can help you with, you know, better management of your facilities or whatever that is, right? And then that guide, which is you, calls them to the action like, hey, if, if you want to be successful, you, you got to do this. So set up a consultation with us that's calling them to the action. And then you point out, you know, Essentially, like, hey, you can either go this route and you could be really successful, or you can go this route and you can fail. And then this is what happens when you fail. And this is what happens when you look like when you're successful. When you lay these things out and you tell that story, essentially people relate to it. And that's how some of the best Oscar winning movies are written, essentially, in a nutshell. Okay. So you need to get better at telling stories. All right. You need a, a, a way to structure. What you're saying. There needs to be a problem. All right. There needs to be a solution. There needs to be a three step process on how to fix something. There needs to be like, hey, this is what it looks like when you fail. You need to show that. And there needs to be like, hey, this is what it looks like when you succeed. And if you don't do these things, no one's going to give a shit. Okay. So just letting you guys know like, this is how you tell stories. All right. And so, You get better at this by like, hosting a podcast by telling stories, or writing emails and telling stories, or um, talking to people and telling stories, like same thing. All right, number seven, embrace distribution. You've got to get used to not just creating content, but also distributing the content that you've actually created. So this means like repurposing whatever you've been using and creating. So example would be is like, When I was at CMI, I would create a blog and we would write about something, you know, a thousand words or whatever it was. And then that blog would then be chopped up into like micro content so we could use it in um, social posts on LinkedIn. And then I would use that, you know, content and make micro videos. And so I would record something really quick. that was like three, four, five, six minutes long. And then I could chop that video up into like micro content to like 15, 20, 30 second clips. And then I would use that, that blog as well too in an email to write an email topic and then say, hey, to learn more, go here. And so I was showing like essentially the world on who we were trying to communicate to that they can regurgitate our information in different ways. They can take snippets or they can take the whole thing, but it was being distributed in different areas into like three, four, five, six, eight different places every single time we had something new. And we do that right now with with uh, rap, with rap Mate. um We take, like example, our customer stories, which are three, four, five minutes long, and we chop that up into like fifteen seconds, twenty second videos. We also have a blog post that talks about the story and the process. Like these are things that we've done, and we continue to do. And so your goal is to repurpose the content that you're using and distribute it in different ways, different channels, everywhere via email. So a lot of these you know, topics that we have in our blogs, we send them in email topics as well too. So keep that in mind that you wanna embrace uh, distribution and take the time to actually do this versus just writing a blog and let it sit there, okay? All right, number eight, which is the last one, is you gotta take some risks. And sometimes you gotta take some big risks and sometimes you gonna take some little risks. But here, an example is, is that um, I'd only been in, in, in my position at the time at CMI, uh, about 11 months and I decided to launch a podcast and so I was not as as savvy and as knowledgeable about the industry as other people were and so my goal was like all right, I'm going to launch this podcast and the idea is that I'm going to start interviewing facility managers and then I'm going to try to start get, winning their business um, because they would know who I am and we've talked and you know talked you know on this interview and they've shared some really cool stuff well it kind of backfired and so what I realized is that a lot of facility managers didn't really have that lot of time um to to talk because they're always putting out fires. And so then I started interviewing a lot of like executives and leaders in the facility industry, like IFM companies, and they were like they they were then reaching out to me and saying, Hey, can I be a guest on your podcast? And then we would talk about different topics, about you know, different industry things going on and whatever. Where I'm getting to is that that opened up some opportunities where they would push a business to us because they couldn't fulfill certain things when it came to commercial HVAC. And so what that led to is, is that this little risk led to big opportunities, okay? And that's where I'm getting to. is like, it's then established me as an authority where people were listening to my podcast and they're like, dude, I've been listening to your podcast. Like, how long have you been in this industry? I'm like uh, 11 months. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me because you sound like you've been in this for 10 years. And so what, I'm, what I want you to understand is, is that these are the things that made me successful going into an industry that I barely knew anything about. These are the things that have made me successful so far as a CMO in a tech company, in an industry that I have not been in before, but I knew how to launch like these game plans, how to make these things successful. And so... What I want you guys to understand, if you're listening, if, if you're still listening to this podcast, is, is that your marketing problems, they can easily be solved by simply just taking these eight steps and and, and actually like having a plan, like being consistent, doing the research, ignoring what the gurus are saying or the gurus are saying, over-communicating, practicing your craft, prioritize storytelling, embracing distribution and taking a little risk. You start doing these things you will start seeing a difference and a change in how marketing is effectively growing your business versus like, it's an activity that we don't ever see an ROI in. Because I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of people and a lot of companies say like, well, it just, it doesn't work for us, it, it's it's not the same. Well, it's because you haven't put in the right time, the right time, resources, energy, um, money, uh, personnel, people like, like you haven't done anything right. And so if you're gonna do this, do it the right way. Okay. So hope you found this valuable. If you can do three things for me, that'd be great. Number one, um, give us a five-star review on either Spotify um, or Apple podcast. Um, and then number two, uh, make sure you share this podcast with somebody else because we're looking to continue to grow this podcast. We are, um, we've had some really big growth in these past uh, couple months or so. And then number three, um, if you're not connected to me on LinkedIn, I'd love to connect with you. Um, and, and so you can send me a, a message. And, and essentially like if you have any questions, or if there's like a, a podcast episode you'd love me to cover, like let me know, I'm happy to do that. Thanks a lot, have a great one. All right guys, thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, This is your host Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email and that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's gonna help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, We'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys, thanks a lot and have a great one.